Hi everyone and welcome to Ask the Coach Show episode 21. I'm Jeff Plum and with me as always is Alois Rosero. Welcome Alois. Morning Jeff, how are you? Just back from Perth I hear? Yes, just back from Perth. So I had a good trip over there. Um, just recovering from the three hour time difference. It's um, it's only half past three in the morning in Perth, so um, feeling a little bit sleepy. Yes, would be, yes. Uh, those time zones uh, do take a bit of getting used to, and three hours difference, just that's just across Australia. Just across Australia shows how big Australia is, doesn't it? Yes. Um, some interesting news while we're away about Zheng Zikur and his prize money, Alice. Yeah, so they're now uh, going to use that uh, money uh, towards a fair play award, um, so a, an annual fair play award, so that uh, $45,000 to $50,000 that uh, Zhang Zikou was fined for uh, for his behaviour after winning the World Cup um, is now going to be used for that. So interesting way of uh, utilising that money. I suppose it's as good as any. Um, yeah, I guess it is as good as any. It does sound strange, doesn't it, using the bad behaviour to fund the good behaviour, but... Um, it's good they're putting the money to good use. Yeah, it is, and uh, yes, using it, using the evil for good. Indeed. Um, all right, well, let's get into the questions now. We've got um, a lot of good questions lined up for you today. And first up, we have a question from uh, Anushka, and Anushka asks, what exercises should I do so that my legs move more effectively while playing? Yes, Anushka, yeah. Um, probably one of the best things to do is just practice a lot of footwork drills. You know, by, by doing a lot of um, footwork or movement drills, your legs are going to get um, stronger, but they're also, the movement is going to get more efficient and make it easier for you to move during a match situation. So footwork drills are drills where you um, set up uh, and, and do some rigid drills first where you get your partner to, to play perhaps one to the forehand and one to the middle and you're practicing moving from that forehand position to the middle position uh, and that's just a repetitive movement where you're using your legs to uh, move across each each way. So that in itself, if you do it over a period of time, will increase your leg um, strength and your speed and also you, the efficiency of the movement. There are a whole heap of drills that you can use um, when you're when you're practicing the footwork drills and if you go to the bottom of the Pin Skills website there's a free downloads link there and in that free downloads link you will also find a training drills link. So go to the training drills and you can download um, a great um, PDF there that has a whole lot of training drills that you can use to improve your footwork. So, Anushka, that's probably my best advice. Um, you can also, uh, you know, start to think about utilising a gym to go to increase the, your leg strength, and that is also a good idea. Um, my advice, though, is go to somewhere that has uh, a professional there that can help you uh, properly to uh, to target something towards what you really need. Yeah, great tips there, Alois. And if you've never done um, footwork drills before, let me tell you, just a minute of doing a forehand from wide and a forehand from the middle, your legs really start burning up and you can really feel that you are working those leg muscles. It's, um, it's great exercise indeed. Okay, so the next question is from Nick. And Nick says, 
how should I play a forehand loop from off the table? Should I stand lower or when I contact the ball, give it more depth? So overall, how should I play attacking forehands and backhand shots from off the table? Yes. So, Nick, when you're when you're a little bit further away from the table, you have two things. You have more time, but you also then need to hit the ball further. So because you've got more time and you need to hit the ball further, you can lengthen your strokes on both the backhand and the forehand top spins. So um, being away, having more time, you have more time to play a bigger stroke and recover for the next ball. Um, and to get the ball that extra distance, you need a little bit more speed and a little bit more power. Um, the other thing to think about is just really lifting that ball a bit more and getting getting that, that higher so that you're getting um, a little bit higher trajectory to get that ball to go further onto the table. So, so they're the two things. Um, you have more time and so you need to utilise a bigger, longer stroke. Uh, you also talked about being lower. And that's good. So staying low all the time is great because then you can start to utilise uh, your legs when you're playing those strokes. So yep, stay low and start to use bigger strokes when you get pushed further away from the table. Okay, excellent there, Alois. And um, I guess, it, does it depend on your style whether you like to be further away from the table or closer to the table just in general? Yeah, I think everyone's got a distance that they feel most comfortable at. Um, you know, players uh, in the past like uh, Applegren used to make a living out of uh, skirting around the back of the court and just being able to uh, retrieve the ball from back there, um, whereas other players, you know, like to be right up at the table and take the ball early and, and hit the ball um, at the, you know, as it's coming up off the table. So, so there's... Um, Ability to reach a very high level doing all of those things, close, far, middle distance. So find a range that you feel comfortable with. Okay, excellent. All right, well, good luck with that, Nick, and uh, hopefully that helps your forehands when you're away from the table. The next question is from Larry, and Larry says, I have two tables in my garage. Two, that's pretty good. One for my son and I to play with, and the other one is set up with a robot. Um, so what are your ideas about using a robot as a training device and what do you think is the best thing about a robot? Yeah, so, um, you know, we, we have this question a lot too. So robots are good if you don't have a practice partner and um, they're good for just the repetitive um learning of a stroke, you know, so when you're just focusing on yourself, focusing on your own technique, um, they can be they can be useful. Um, their limitation though is that you don't uh, get the cues that you do from an opponent or a partner hitting the ball to you. So, so our brain starts to get used to cues like where the bat where their bat starts and finishes, and then where that where that ball's going to come to you. Um, instead, the ball's just coming out of a out of the robot, so you're not getting those cues and starting to pick up those sort of things as well. So that is that is a real limitation of robots. Um, most top players, I suppose, have never ever used a robot to train with. Um, but having said that, they probably also have 
um, access to training partners a lot easier than a lot of us have, um, especially if you're in somewhere remote or you don't have a club nearby. So they can be useful, um, as, as I say, with, um, with grooving strokes and, and getting technique correct. Yes, and a lot of people compare um, multi-ball and robots. Do you, do you see those as similar uh, training techniques? Yeah, so multi-ball is where someone um, feeds out balls continuously at you. Um, I think multi-ball is much better than a robot. Again, you need a partner to, to do it, though. That's the, that's the limitation of the multi-ball. But if you can train up someone to, to feed the multi-ball to you, I think it's a much better option because, again, you're um, seeing some cues from um, the other person's bat. Um, the ball's also coming off um, a, a bat rather than coming out of a, a robot. Um, and there's always that little variation with the feed of the multi-ball that starts to get you used to those slight variations that happen uh, naturally in a game situation. Okay, so there you go. So, Larry, so our thoughts are that, yeah, the robot is great if you've got no one around and just for grooving your strokes. So it sounds like that's what you're using it for, so that's brilliant. But do check out our, um, our multi-ball uh, lessons. Um, because that could be something that could be useful, but again, you do need two of you to practice that. So, yeah, so um, hopefully that gives you some information about uh, robots. Okay, next question is from Amit. And Amit says, being a beginner, I bought a new table tennis racket. When I play with my new racket, the TT ball slows down a bit and it seems like the ball sticks a bit on the racket. What could be wrong? Yes, I mean this is. Uh, I had um, a young player had a bat just the other day that uh, I was coaching and got a brand spanking new bat, and the ball almost stuck to it. So some of the some of the um, cheaper beginner bats, um, I suppose, have that as a bit of a gimmick. Um, so the rubber is really tacky. Um, it's not very fast, and when you get the Bat out of the packaging to start off with, you could almost do that, and the ball sticks sticks to the um, to the bat, um, which means that when the ball's coming off the bat, it also just tends to stay in there a little bit too long um, and stick to stick to the racket. Um, it doesn't last very long, which is the good thing. Um, so uh, what you can do is just just get a ball and and hit you know bounce the ball on on the bat. Um, quite a lot of times, and that'll start to wear off that that really sticky um, top surface of the of the racket, um, which really isn't very beneficial at all. It just yeah, just almost catches the ball, and the ball doesn't come out properly. So um, so once that wears off, and it usually takes a day or two, then the bat plays a lot better. So uh, so don't worry too much about it. Um, just just try to hit hit the ball a lot. Um, you could try wiping it down with some with a damp sponge, and that'll start to wear that um, really tacky layer off a little bit as well. Okay, so good luck with that, Amit. Um, hopefully, that uh, bat starts playing a lot better soon. And remember, just as a rough guide, the table tennis rubbers will last around 80 playing hours before they need to be changed. Some of the beginner bats they may wear out a little bit quicker than that. Um, but it is important that you have a good bat so you can uh, generate spin because uh, that's a huge part of table tennis. 
Okay, so now we move on to the Ping Skillers question of the day. And today we want to know what are your top three table tennis moments of all time? So I think this one will hopefully generate a bit of discussion, Alois. And yeah, that'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to hear um, your ideas on that one. That there are lots of lots of moments um, over time with table tennis. So so get thinking and uh, and put down your thoughts. Yep, we would uh, would love to hear what you think about that. Uh, looking forward to your comments in the discussion. So that wraps up another show, episode twenty one. Thanks for watching. Make sure you check out our website, www.pingskills.com, and if you haven't, sign up for our free newsletter. Send out lots of uh, informative tips in that. Again, thanks for watching, and we will see you next time. Thanks, Alois. Thanks, Jeff. Have a great day, Pingskillers.